Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. You just need to be very careful about stuff. Law firms want to hire people that can do the work. Anytime you put stuff on your resume that looks like it's something that you don't want to do, anytime a resume goes in multiple directions, it's going to turn off employers. Okay, so this is an interesting resume as well. So this person, what's going on here? Okay, Master of Science in Legal Studies. A master of Science. I'm assuming that's maybe it's a JD. I don't know. Okay. All right. This is a this is a, a younger resume, and which I'm glad we're looking at. And so we're getting there. Okay. This is actually very interesting. So let's talk about what's going on here. So first of all, Master of Science and Legal Studies. Okay. Good. I'm glad we're looking at this very interesting resume. Okay, so let's talk about this resume. In law firms, there's a definite bias against academics. And that bias extends to even Yale Law School. Like Yale Law School has a a reputation of turning out academics. Certain schools don't. Where I went, Virginia, no. That means there's certainly very smart people that graduate from there, but no academics. No academics is an overstatement, but not. it's not an academic. It doesn't have a reputation of turning out academics. Certain schools, Chicago does, obviously Yale does, but academics are... just a certain kind of breed. And academics are people, again, this isn't criticism, but it's a different type. It's a study, it's an interest in ideas and that sort of thing. So this person, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure I'm I'm right, is definitely an academic. Now, I don't know why it's a master of legal science or whatever in legal studies. I'm assuming this person's trying to be an attorney. So I'm just going to go with that. But, and I've never heard of the Quantic School of Business and Technology, which actually sounds very interesting. I'm probably going to look it up after this. And then the School of International Public Administration, there should be a year after that. And then Bates College, where they majored in rhetoric, concentrated in rhetorical criticism, and then did all these studies abroad. So I'm assuming, I, I don't like all the studies abroad stuff a lot of times, and you're welcome to put that in your resume if you want, as a, and a lot of people do, as a, a discussion point. But you need to be very careful. I want to put here, just do not make your resume look overly academic. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is once you start doing that, it makes it look like you're not going to be able to do the job long term. It makes it look like you're not going to want the job. And it makes it look like you're not going to be managed and all those sorts of things. And you're actually, and then you're also not going to be the sorts of person, the sorts of people that the law firm identifies with. Working in a law firm, again, is about basically buckling down and taking instructions for several years and then just taking what they do seriously. It's not about, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's about doing research, but you have to get interested in it. Now, I don't know what Torek is. I probably should be smarter. I know it's about, I know what the word means, but but I don't think you need to get into the concentration of rhetorical criticism versus rhetoric. This is just almost, it, there's nothing wrong with this, but it's almost going to be arrogant because I would ask someone, what's the difference between rhetoric and rhetorical criticism in, a, in an interview? And then the person would talk about it and do all that thing. You know, and then I would feel like this person is not going to stick with it. And then the other thing here is did a mess executive master of public administration. And this means executive, I think means that the person did it online or something, or, or maybe it's for, I don't know what it is, or maybe it's just a master. But these, again, these, when you start having this stuff, it makes it look like this person's not interested in practicing law because every degree they've gotten is something else than practicing law. And so that's just, that's scary because it makes it look like the person isn't going to do the job long-term. Now, if I just saw this, and again, this I don't know why this resume we have here for reviewing attorney resumes today, but it's okay. I would be more likely to be interested in the person, not now it's 2023, but okay. So let's go in here. 
all academic related stuff, not legal related. A job that this short, a consultant, that's not a, probably a real job. I would be very careful. Substitute teacher for three months is probably not a real job. This job is a real job. That's fine. And then all these other things. So this isn't a good example of an attorney resume. The languages are fine. The hobbies are fine. The skills here, you don't need to tell people if you do all these things, especially for a legal job. And that's that. But the big thing is I would recommend in this resume, again, I don't know what this is. I think it's someone that's, I don't know if they're trying to be an attorney or what's going on, but you just need to be very careful about academic stuff. Law firms want to hire people that can do the work and not necessarily academics. And that it's, there's nothing wrong with being an academic. Obviously, an academic is uh, law firms, law schools couldn't function without academics. And there are certain people that are academics and that that's what they are. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with it. But you just need to be very careful. Anytime you put stuff on your resume that looks like it's something that you don't want to do, that makes it look like you're interested in something else, law firms are going to run for the hills. And so you just need to be very careful with that. Okay, let's see. Hopefully this is a, a resume for an attorney. All right, bar status. Pass the California... July exam, admission pending. Okay, let's see. Admissions pending, applied for admission based on transferred UBE scores, South Carolina bar. Okay, so that's fine. But one thing here, if this person's applying for jobs in North Carolina, the last thing in the world you want to do on your bar is put that you've applied for or to the South Carolina bar, because that will obviously show you can't commit and do the job long term. The other rule is you need to be very careful about listing other bar admissions on your resume if you are applying to work in another area. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. And people do this all the time. So they'll put down, I, I did really well on my t test, therefore my UBEs, and therefore I'm applying to that. But the problem is if this person was applying for jobs in North Carolina, it's not good. So the bar status, by the way, should go not right at the top. It would go at the back. So you would put it, wow, this is a long resume. This next one actually looks interesting too. I'm excited about that. You would put it down here. Allow law firms to assume that you're going to, that's what you want to do. And I don't, where's this person's education? Let me see here. Okay. Okay. Education at the bottom. Okay, so this resume is a 2016 graduate. And again, this is a very common type of resume. So I'm glad that I'm reviewing and can help this person. The first thing is that this rule about putting your education at the bottom is actually good. Rule is, if you have more than five years of experience, put your bar graduation or put your law school information at the end of the of your resume. It's because your education is really most relevant the first five years. And then after that, and I'll put all these rules in the chat or something. Or I can make sure everyone sees them by, by the end. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this. So these are all the activities the person did. In most cases, especially if you've been out of, out of law school for five or six years, I don't know that 
you need to put all of these, any of these activities or certifications on your resume. I do recommend if you have done something extraordinary, let's see, which would be graduating cum laude and you're on law review, and this obviously doesn't belong there. That's fine. If you did something like this person, I think graduating the top 6% of their class, that's great. But, but after you've been out of law school for five years, even though this stuff was very interesting and you may have spent a lot of time doing it, I don't really recommend putting down that you're part of the Student Bar Association or really any of this stuff. I don't know how value it, how much value it is. Now, sometimes people do want to have a way to identify themselves from different points of view, whether, and that's an individual choice. But for the most part, the problem with stuff like this is then people say, does this person want to be a criminal law attorney? Does this person want to be a real estate attorney? What's going on there? And does this person want to do tax law? So these are a lot of activities. And this is obviously a very interesting person that has a lot of interest and so forth. But you have to be very careful with this. I personally would recommend taking all this off. I think you only need to list the things you've done if if it's there's something really special about it. And again, this these certifications may be very a big deal to you and, and other people, but I would be just very uh, careful about that because it's not drawing people away from from what you do, and and you have to be very careful. People, when they're looking at your resume, remember they're asking, do you want the job? Will you commit to the job and do the job long term? Can you be managed? All these sorts of things. And and if you put all this stuff on there, it's just drawing your attention away. Now we're going to get into a lot of detail when we start talking about the resume in a minute, but. That stuff would probably should come off. And then you don't, I, I don't recommend this format for talking about your major this way. You would just put it, you can just put it that way. And then that, all these skills, everyone does this. Realizing, knowing how to operate Outlook maybe does, is a skill because I certainly don't understand how to do it yet. And I've been doing it for a long time, but all these things probably should come off. There are now relativity and all these things. If you're applying for document review or e-discovery, things might be helpful, but you, you definitely don't want to do that. So on your resume, so these are more rules, do not list law school and college activities, activities unless they make you look extraordinary, which would be things like law review, top grades, or graduating top of the class, not an individual grade in a subject which people do, subjects, math, and so forth. And do not list your skills, skills, unless they're extraordinary. Attorneys are expected to know how to use Lexis and other research services and email. And then let's go back here. And then we have, the other thing is you don't want to say references are available on request. That's just for people. References are available. Do not tell people. The reason you don't do that is because let people ask if they want them, but it's not a no, it's that they can ask you for references if they want to. So you have to be very careful about just putting references are available on requests. That's not something that people are interested in. And okay, so let's talk about what this person has done after law school, because it is interesting. And and I actually have a lot of respect for this person because they're trying very hard. So the first thing is, so this person looks like graduated from law school in 2016. And in between January of 2006 and 2011, they worked in a carpet store, which is great. And this person probably got very good experience. And then not only did they have a good job, they probably paid fairly well, but they decided to, to go to law school, which is a very 
uh, cool thing. That's That takes a lot of working at night. And, and probably at that point, they might have had a family. I don't know. But maybe, yeah, they did it while they were in college. All these great things. So this is actually very impressive. And I like that. Unfortunately, it doesn't belong there. I, I don't know. You might want to just put here, work full time while in college to support self or something. And But this is not something that you need to have at this point in your resume. The reason is because it's, this is a legal resume for getting a job in a law firm, and it doesn't require this information right there. And then this one, Century 21, the Moore Group, rental agent, again, same thing. You don't need it. It detracts from your employability and a law firm. Now, this is okay. If this person had graduated from law school in 2022, and this last job was a 2022, that would be okay, but no. Student intern for one month is not something that belongs here. You could put this and these two things really belong under your law school experience. And you could just say, student attorney in this, you know, this, but anything where you've done it for one month is not probably something that's going to help you. These are all things that happened in law school. And here I would do something different. I would just call myself a clerk. And so this very careful with your titles. The problem here is, and again, you don't talk about doing world, you're at this point, you're in law school. So you do not want to talk about giving world-class customer service as a clerk and maintaining an office calendar and everything. What you do here is you just basically take all this stuff out and you just say, I was a clerk in this law firm. Because if you have a legal job, if you have a legal job as a law student of any type of legal job, you not give yourself titles and responsibilities to make it look like you're not practicing law. This is a real problem. This particular resume, this is good. But if this person just said I was a clerk, and then helped a busy solo practitioner, busy personal injury solo practitioner would be probably what I would say. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Solo practitioner, I'm going to write this in just because I think it needs to be written. An assisted, busy solo practitioner, something along those lines. This sounds a lot better. And I just want to make sure that everyone understands that this is extremely important. If this person was doing this from October, this is over a year, all they need to call themselves is a clerk. They did this while they were in law school. If they were able to say that I was a clerk for this person, law clerk, actually, which is what they were, instead of a intake specialist, legal administrative clerk, and then they just basically said they were doing this for a, and again, this is very important, so I want everyone to listen, and I'm not saying you're not, but I'm just saying, all of a sudden, from, and without listing all this ridiculous, I mean, helping with a calendar, and all of a sudden, this person is employable when they get out of law school, 
as a attorney as opposed to a and they look like they're more employable. So regardless of what your experience is, you need to make yourself look like you're employable. So you have to make your experience. You don't want to, even though that's what the person did, it doesn't matter. They're just, they're assisting a business all oppression with documenting cases. That's all they need to say. You don't need to have a lot of, because everything that this person's doing, their resume is making it look like they can't do the job. So that's the problem. If you list all this other stuff, it's going to make it look like you can't do the job. So this is very important. All these things too, by the way, do not belong on this person's resume. It makes it too long. It's just, this is one line under, under here. So you just put whatever this worked for student intern at Justin's admission, all these different things, student attorney here, you just put that there. So all this stuff goes down there. And the problem is all these things are just cluttering the resume. Okay. So then the person, let's see, does a job from September to 2016 for two months as a legal operations clerk, not necessary. Just, I, again, I'm not telling you to lie on your resume. But if you do a job for two months and you're five years out of law school, don't list it. This is just something you did for a couple of months after graduating from law school. It's not necessary. Then this person became a document review specialist, contract analyst for, for four years, which is okay. So I want to be very clear that I have no problem people coming out of school and doing e-discovery. These are great jobs. And some of them pay hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So there is nothing, even if they don't, there's nothing wrong with doing them. But this is a, this resume could be a very strong resume. So all the person needs to do, you take all this stuff off here and you move all this stuff off, all these things that have nothing to do with practicing law, all this stuff at the bottom, relativity, like I said earlier, is probably good. And then all of a sudden, the person becomes an e-discovery specialist. So you say here, I would just say something like, instead of saying a legal document reviewer, call yourself an e-discovery specialist. Give yourself titles that make you look strong, not weak. So document review is e-discovery specialists. Uh, you need to give yourself titles that make yourself look very strong. And this is, so give yourself the strongest possible titles. So everyone needs to do this. You, you know, yourself as strong as possible titles. If you're a contract attorney, call yourself an attorney. How do you make, and again, you don't want to make, give yourself ridiculous titles that sound arrogant, but you need to give yourself the strongest possible title. So this person is an e-discovery specialist, right? There's tons of jobs for that. There's, and then, and instead of talking about all this, you figure out, you don't just say you did this for a four, you, you figure out a way to, to make this, you know, all this sort of stuff. So just make, you can make this a lot stronger. This person's the e-discovery specialist. Now they went and did this job for three months. Okay, so let's talk about that. So this was while they were doing this job. So this isn't good. I don't like this. Any, again, any job you've done for two months. Now I'm not telling you to lie, but I'm just telling you that your resume, you don't need to tell people that you were doing a job for, you're an anti-long, you're muttering investigator. When you had this job for four years and you did this job for two or three months, that was probably just a contract job or something. I don't, that, this completely distracts it. Cause I look at this resume. If I looked at this resume without all the stuff on here, I'm just telling you how I would think about it. And I saw this person went to Charlotte Law School and, and then I saw that this person had been a, an e-document, e-discovery specialist for four years, which is a long time, or actually long, is it longer than four years? Four, whatever, four and a half years. I would like this person and I would think this person may be marketable. But if I start seeing all these short-term jobs, no, what the heck? No. Mar okay. Financial risk investigator. Okay. That's interesting. What is this? No. Robert Half, that's a contract job. You don't need to include every job you have on your resume. And I want everyone to understand the problem 
with all of these jobs. I don't know. You have to, someone's going to have to figure this out. But the problem with all these contract jobs is, and I guess you have to put on this, but you just, I don't know what senior league compliance is for the title, is this resume falls apart right after this. Or where? Right no, right here. Oh, March 22 to the present. Okay, because this person suddenly starts having all these jobs. All right, well, I'm not going to spend a lot more time on this, but the problem is you're, you have people, if they're going to hire you, they want to know that you're going to commit, you want the job, and can you be married? We're doing the job with her right here. Yeah. And the problem going on here is that this person suddenly is someone that's having all these different jobs at one time and all these different things, and it needs to look consistent. What I would probably do here is I would probably financial risk investigator, legal due diligence, legal analyst, senior. So having four or five jobs at the same time is not going to help anyone. I'm going to move on. But what I would recommend is having this. And then after this, basically just having January 20 to 20 to present, present something along those lines and just putting e-discovery specialist or something. So the big thing here, and this is important for everyone to understand, this is about law firms. This person, by the way, if they do this, could get hired by a major law firm. And when I say major law firm, major law firm, if they're an e-discovery specialist, but a major law firm is only going to hire them to be an e-discovery specialist if they look like there's some consistency in their resume. And so the resume can only be consistent if the, your re, all resumes have to be consistent. So your resume must be consistent. What does consistent mean? Consistent means that they take a look at it, they have an opening, and they see they see that the person has been doing the same thing and wants to do the same thing. So you, it cannot go in multiple directions at the same time. So anytime a resume goes in multiple directions, people are going to be turned off and leave because it just doesn't make any sense. And this is a huge point. And I just want to be very clear with everyone on the call so you understand. Anytime a resume goes in multiple directions, it's going to turn off employers. So people all the time are like, why aren't I getting jobs? Why aren't I, why aren't people interviewing me? What's going on? The market's horrible. No, the market's not horrible. Your resume is horrible. Like your resume needs to basically, people need to take one look at it and think, this is a perfect person. This is all they do. Problem is legal analysts, the, your titles need to be consistent. For the most part, your responsibilities need to be consistent. Hopefully, your, your locations, practice settings need to be consistent if possible. Your, what else? Your, your responsibility, your types of employer, all this stuff. So a practice area. So anytime, so this is how, and again, this is extremely important. This is what it's all about. So whatever your rest, whatever job you do, if you want to work in a law firm, you need to be look like you're whatever you're doing you're anytime your resume goes like you're not going to get hired so the idea would be if you were resume needs a set so I, I like to bring up the example a lot of times that can be followed and is consistent so one of the examples that i like to give for people like that are when you're when i'm looking at resumes and a lot of the, a lot of the things that happens is imagine you're hiring someone to take care of your newborn child and the person shows you a resume and the resume says, I've been a professional boxer. I've been airline, I don't know, like an airline pilot, a mechanic. And, and more recently, I was uh, worked, I don't know, doing installing concrete. What? Are you going to hire that person? Like, of course you're not. You'd have to be out of your mind. It's the same thing with employers. You have to look at them through the standpoint of the employer and the employer 
all the employer wants to do. Now, if that same resume said, I've worked in taking care of preschoolers for the past three or four years. And prior to that, I was, I was a nurse's assistant in a children's hospital. And, and on the weekends, I've always been very involved in taking care of my grandchildren or my kids and, or other people's children. You're going to be like, hell yeah, that person's great for this job. But so if your resume goes in a bunch of different directions, though, no one's going to hire you. You, again, this is extremely important. So I want everyone, because every resume we've looked at today does this. You think it's cool that you have all those different types of experience, but a law firm just wants to hire someone that can do a job in a consistent practice and then one practice here for the most part. Now, one practice here could be all litigation. It could be litigation and defense. It could be personal injury and defense, but it has to look like you want to do one thing because if you want to do a bunch of different things, you wouldn't hire the person. Just think about it. Like if you needed a, I don't know, if you were going to go hire a doctor because you needed a, I don't know, brain surgery, would you go and talk to some someone that's done 15 different types of specialties over the past 10 years? Like they've been orthopedics and then they, when they didn't like doing orthopedics, then they decided they were going to also work as a blood doctor. And then they did this and this, and you'd be like, hell no, that's, this is a, this is, I'm, there's no way I'm going to hire someone to do us all these different things. Law firms are the same way. Who's going to hire someone whose resume says they do a bunch of different things. You'd, they'd have to be crazy. And that's just how it is. And that's, and they don't. So you have to, everybody thinks like that I've gotten this, all this different experience and I'm more marketable. No, here's the rule. And this is a very big deal. Law firms do not hire dabblers, at least as associates. And they hire people that can commit, commit and know what they want to do. So anybody can dabble. So you can dabble in 15 different things, but that's not going to get you anywhere. It's one thing to, I just want to give you one more example, then I'll move on to the next resume. If this person was interested in the criminal law society, okay, and that's all that was on there. They said, my only activities in child school law were the criminal law society. Then they got out of law school and all of a sudden they took a job with the district attorney's office and they worked there for six years. And then their next job was with, with a criminal law firm or something. That's commitment. And it doesn't matter it's much better to commit in one thing than it is to commit in 15 different things. Who's going to hire a criminal law attorney that's working at the, the Disney's legal operations clerk? No one. So putting down on your resume that you dabbled in something does not help you. I just want everyone to understand that it doesn't help you, it hurts you. And everyone does this. I don't know why. The other thing, when you list these certifications, everyone does this too. Again, I'm not being critical of this person, but people are like, what? How to use Lexus? That's like saying, I'm a professional bike rider and know how to ride a bike. Like any attorney knows how to has to use know how to use Lexus and stuff. It's not so you don't make yourself look like a dabbler. And this is one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give everyone on this call is anytime you look like a dabbler, there's everyone's a dabbler. That's why there's not as many successful attorneys. Most people are dabblers. And that's not good. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 